This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? of me suck it assholes audrey is back return of the king here she is thank you for this uh that little monologue there i had to get that off my chest it's been like 16 years since we recorded together (laughs) well i think because like we released a podcast yesterday Mm -hmm. and like we're recording the day after i'm like wait is it already time to do another one i was like oh my god yeah the days really just keep going the years start coming and they (laughs) do not stop coming no, they don't. I I have no concept of time anymore. I feel like this year has gone by in like a week, but sometimes days last years. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's just... I hope this is why people listen to this podcast is for our deeply philosophical takes on like <laughs> just the mundanity of life and how yeah, time slipperiness is a of time. Circle. I read an article about it that like people are losing their sense of time. Oh, I definitely am. Yeah. And also my memory is I can't remember anything that happened past like two weeks ago. Wow. How do you even know that we're friends? Well, because I'm reminded of this on a second by second basis because we do not stop talking to each other ever. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that you said I don't stop talking to you. You made it like a we thing. Hello, Misty. So that like all the listeners don't think that I just harass you with my love and affection. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, the cat. How's the new house? It's great. Um, guys, thank you so much for asking to exactly none of you, because uh, you did not care. But I did move last weekend. My new house is wonderful. We did not have heat for the first four days that I was living here. So Who needs it when you're as hot as Audrey? That was a little tough. Thank you. Thank you. Good one, Christina. And um, <laughs> But we're here. We made it. I am currently recording on my work laptop because my personal laptop has passed on has gone maybe we don't know i'm just assuming the worst it's fine it went over the rainbow bridge wow this is depressing uh anyway but we have a new house we have a new house how are you how's life i'm fine nothing really to report not a lot going on how's daylight savings treating you they shouldn't call it daylight savings they should call it daylight fucks you you over (laughs) yeah as you know we are uh scholars of geography Mm -hmm. and a little something about chicago's geography is that it's right on the dateline between eastern time zone and then central time zone whatever wherever i am yeah that's you that's your time zone anyway so we get fucked by daylight Mm -hmm. savings because the sun starts setting at 4 p.m it's set at 4 p.m so i am depressed (laughs) 
You know what's really confusing is that I didn't know daylight savings was a thing until I was like eight, because Arizona is the only state that doesn't do it. They just don't do it. I don't understand how you can like, how how can you opt out? I think they literally just passed a law. So half the year, they're three hours behind. And the other half of the year, they're four hours behind. We do things a little differently here. Um. Hey, here's a question. What? Would you like to talk about hockey? I guess. But not only hockey, would you like to talk about fashion? I would love to talk about fashion. The only thing that matters to me is things. I love clothes. Can I tell them about the, the pair of pants that you DM'd me last night on Instagram okay, at like 10.30? Okay, these pants are cool. They're cool, They are not guys. cool. I want them so bad. Okay, let me describe them and then you can you can tell them what you see in them. Okay. okay. <laughs> they're like Jankos. They're not. They're like, okay, okay. They're like they're like a, like a skinny fit Janko. Like it's they're, tight in the they, ass. They, no, no, no. Let okay. me describe <laughs> the pants that you ass. that I saw with my eyes. They're like tight in the ass and they're like really high-waisted cool whatever they're like okay did did i i'm not done yet it's like a a violent flare out from there they're just like pantaloons more like a pantaloon than it is a janko they're mom jeans okay no they're like big though they're like big pants and they're black and white but they're not pants that fit like this (laughs) but there are they're those stop being mean about my pants okay and they're also like black and white but not striped it's like random patches are black they're half and half it looks like somebody cut a pair of black jeans in half and a pair of white jeans in half and then stitched them together right now so that one leg is black and one leg is white and then there's one white pocket on the back and one black pocket on the back like a checkerboard kind of they look so cool okay they're not quite as they're not quite as wide as I they're remembered. They're just like regular jeans. No, they're not. They're not. The fit is like a regular mom jean. Anyway, I will post a picture of these if you guys want me to. And we can <laughs> you vote like the Joker. on whether or not I should buy them because they are on sale right now. Okay, so fashion. We, on this podcast, we love a good jersey release. We do. This jersey release in particular is very important to you. Absolutely. We have to show off Texas's long history uh, with the sport of ice hockey. Yes. Very important to our heritage. So the um, Winter Classic jerseys dropped this week. That's going to be on New Year's Day. Yes. New Year's Day in Dallas, Preds and the Stars. Saw a lot of bad opinions about these jerseys this week. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I think that they were all male opinions, first of all. and they So don't wrong know. on their face. <laughs> yeah, it's like facially unacceptable opinions. I, I really like Nashville's. I love like the, uh, the diagonal cursive. Yes, I think it's really cool. I love the patch, the little mm-hmm. saber-toothed tiger patch. It, it's blue. It's really cool looking. I like the arm stripes. I like the striped gloves a lot. Yes, and I like that they didn't try to do something super, super old school hockey, you know, like crib something from um, Northeastern hockey. I was trying to say Yankee hockey. Yankee hockey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That Yankee hockey shit. Yeah. Like, I like that they really just kind of did a throwback to their own sort of uniforms that they would have. It is apparently a tribute to the Nashville Dixie Flyers, which was some sort of minor, minor, minor league team um, in like the 60s. 
So... Oh, I don't know if I like that anymore. You know, that famous minor league hockey team, the Nashville South will rise again. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Wait, their jerseys were like kind of gray, right? Yeah, it was a different color scheme. Oh, Jesus. But the text and everything was the same. Like the font, you know? Like that's kind of where they took it from. Oh, okay. I was like, if they made... The, yes, they made, they made Confederate Confederate jerseys. gray. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would have read about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but similarly, Dallas sort of did a throwback of their own. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, Dallas is only, as, as we all know, uh, we're all trivia students of the of the Dallas Stars. So we know that they have only had a team since like 1999. Obviously, there's not a lot of history to draw from there. But they did what I kind of hoped that they would do and sort of did like a high school football. They went full Friday Night Lights with it. It's so sick. It looks very they have, cool. They have patches that look like patches. They're Letterman jackets, and it kind of looks like it says STD <laughs> on it, which I obviously love. And like they tone down the green a little bit. And I like, I normally like Stars Victory Green because it looks good on me, but like. That's why I like the Nashville too. ones. This will look great on me, will look really good with my hair. Exactly. And that's what's most important in the end. Is will this will this look good on me? Pick your team. Will their colors look good on me? I don't know if I love it. I know that they're trying to do like a vintage look with like the green pants and the green uh shirt. The monochrome. Yeah, it's just like a lot of green, but they're going to be wearing their jerseys like for other games, but they're going to be wearing the normal pants. So, this is this has been my monologue about the Dallas Stars for the week. If you bought a Winter Classic jersey, whose would it be? Well, guess what, bitch? What? Uh, they only made, like, they didn't make enough. So I wanted to get a Hintz jersey or, like, a like a, maybe a Miro one. But uh, they did not make enough, and they're not going to have them until after the Winter Classic. Unless you want, like, a Jamie Benn one, which maybe I could be convinced. But Do you want to get Ben and Sagan ones? Little couples action. Oh, my God. God, that would be so cute. No, I... Um, you already have a Seggs one, that's right. Yeah, like a guy I briefly dated got me a uh, Seggs jersey. That was nice of him. I like both of them. I think they have the Puck Bunnies Fashion Police seal of approval. Yes, I agree. I really like those Nashville. I just want the little... I don't even like the Preds that much. I just am in love with that little patch that they've got. The ones that they have like normally where it's a yellow circle mm-hmm. and like the stars... Mm-hmm. I deadass thought that was a Dragon Ball. Like, you know, the show Dragon Ball. When I was first getting into hockey, I was I was asking someone, I was like, why the fuck does this team have Dragon Ball? So it's like, is this like a tie-in? It lives on in my heart. Since I'm back, since we're back on our regular schedule, should we try and get some misery business out of the way? I think we have a little bit of uh, a misery business to attend to. I cannot wait to get sued by Paramore. She does not play that song anymore, so she's basically given it to us. Thank you. So first up, we got a really poor one out for the Detroit Red Wings. On original 16. What if I just like go full like TSN (laughs) this season and just every time we talk about the Rangers or the Red (laughs) Wings or like the Habs, I'm just like, well, it's really sad to see an original 16 not perform. It's such bullshit. 
The reason that we are talking about the Red Wings this week is because we got a text from someone this week who asked, when are the Wings going to fire Jeff Blashill? This is bad, even with Stevie Wise starting the rebuild. It is really bad. So uh, we took a little look at their record because I'm not going to be fucking watching any Red Wings games. And wow, they have not won a game since their opening week. week. That's bad. They are 4-12-1. <laughs> Um, Woohoo! Yikes! Uh, yikes, boys! Uh, <laughs> Fellas, what are we doing? And you just take a look at their roster, and it's just like, oh my god, you don't have anyone. There is no one on this team apart from like Dylan Larkin, who's underperforming this season. Right. Who's you could even remotely consider to be like an all-star. You've got Tyler Bertuzzi. You've got Dylan Larkin. You've got Tyler's been good. Anthony Mantha, who's been great. And um, they made a trade <laughs> last night. They traded Jacob Delarose for Robbie Fabry. And I was like, who yes. the fuck is Jacob Delarose? Who are these boys? Are you sure these aren't just like the Sims who you bump into in like the Sims community <laughs> center where they just have really random names and then you never see them again? Like that, that that's who those guys are. An algorithm created them. And so how can you expect them to perform well under those conditions? You can't. It's kind of like in this situation, similar to how the Oilers roster is put together, where you've got maybe one solid line and then a bunch of guys who mm-hmm. are maybe AHL players at best. The thing about the Wings is that like, they have definitely, they are in rebuild mode full on. Mm-hmm. And so yes. what's hard for them is that they've got these guys coming up who are really young, who are playing junior hockey right now or playing in college. And so you've got at least three or four more years before maybe you're making the playoffs. Yeah. And so even worse than the Oilers, they don't have sort of a generational talent like Connor McDavid. Sorry, Dylan Larkin. Uh, Connor McDavid, you are not. And like they tried to shake things up with hiring Iserman. Over the summer, they made that big move with him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people had a lot of hope. Right. But... It was also a huge homecoming, you know, for him. Mm-hmm. One of the best players to ever play for the Wings to come back and take this team through this hard process that they have to go through to be contenders again. But you can't expect that change to happen overnight. No, and what's been really surprising is just reading about this skid they're in. I mean, they're getting pretty upset to press in, in like a way that you don't see very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Dylan Larkin was basically quoted saying, we just can't pull a whole 60 minutes of hockey together. Right. And that is exactly what's happening. I actually think it's kind of refreshing when players do that, when they're yes. not not to say that they're, you know, throwing anybody under the bus or anything. But when you're not just speaking in cliches and you're being honest about where you're at, you're not trying to sugarcoat it. I think that's kind of nice. Oh, I absolutely do, too. And I think more players should do that because I think it makes reading about the sport more humanizing and interesting. Yeah, fuck your pain. You should be expressing it for our pleasure. Yeah, like your gladiators bleed for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... When it comes to hockey, though, I I do feel bad for them because it's like, what the fuck are you going to say? I mean, like, honestly, sometimes it do be like the pucks just weren't Mm -hmm. bouncing the right way. Oh, God, it's such a weird sport. It's hard because, like, they have a very devoted, loyal fan base. And so to kind of know that this might turn Mm -hmm. itself around, but not for the next towards a future that you're not really sure that you'll see or whatever like that you you know you can't really envision 2023 from now or at least i can't 
Audrey. But you know what I mean? Just like, like you a can't... future you won't see. This <laughs> we'll 50-year rebuild. We'll dead of climate change before the Red Wings successfully rebuilt their roster. Oh my god. No, I just love this idea of like an eternal rebuild. Like, we have always been the Red Wings. We will always be rebuilt. Here's the thing. In a certain way, we are all in an eternal rebuild of our own. So... That's true. They should have fired their coach like last week, in my opinion. Exactly. The Red Wings should have fired their coach last week. Also, we were born dying. (laughs) I don't think that they were the only entry on Misery Business, were they? No, no. Let's talk about the LA Kings, who are also not good. Not good. Not last in the league, but not good. But mostly I wanted to talk about Drew Doughty, who has just been a huge baby (laughs) this week. I love it. He's been such a dick that it's almost endearing. But like not even a dick. He's just been whiny. Right. And that that's not enjoyable to me. Like the thing that I enjoy so much about his rivalry with Matthew Kachuk <laughs> is that it's pure. Sorry I elbowed you in the face one time. Yeah. Like oh, was two that you? Ago. I didn't even notice. I'm too busy living my life and being a baller in Calgary. Matthew Kachuk <laughs> is straight up vibing and Drew Doughty is just really upset about it. And tonight we saw footage of Brady getting in on it. Oh, I love this. I know. Yeah. So he just like, he gave a little sass to Drew uh, tonight. All we need is for their sister, their younger sister to also just like, I think she's like a really good lacrosse player. Just give him a little cross check in the back with your lacrosse stick next time you're at a game. (laughs) Keith, Keith, get in there too. Just get the whole damn fam. World star Kachuk family beats (laughs) up on Drew Doughty in the parking lot of the Staples Center. Thank you for speaking that into existence because I will be manifesting that for the rest of my life. So the backstory to this is that this drama that Drew Doughty has kind of been carrying on with the media and with kind of the Vancouver Canucks, it started almost a full month ago at this point when the Canucks blew out the LA Kings. They beat them eight to two, like the second week of the season. Yeah. And Drew Doughty, after the game, in, you know, like a press scrum goes, I ain't going to park it. It's fucking just embarrassing. A team like that should not be beating a team like ours 8-2. There's absolutely no way. So because these teams are both in the Western Conference, like they play each other a lot, right? So they played each other again two weeks later and the Canucks beat them 5-3. to three. Someone on the Canucks had the genius, I mean, kind of inspired in the vein of the way that the uh, Canes took a bunch of jerks last year Mm -hmm. they took this team like that turn of phrase and have turned it around into a marketing thing and you know have turned it into t-shirts they've turned it into like social media assets it's really smart it's like a really smart move honestly from like the canucks team their social media team is usually really awful yeah so i'm actually pretty like impressed that they managed to uh turn this into lemonade they printed off a bunch of them of, of this stuff, and I think the a team like that like sold it as like a wallpaper, I guess, for people mm-hmm. like before the meeting again with the Kings, where they again thrashed them. I love to see Elias Pettersson just walking all over a bunch of sixty-five-year-old men. Yeah, I mean that's that was sort of my 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 takeaway from that. I was like, do you know what team you play for, right. Drew Daddy? You play with the senior center. So basically, he immediately started to walk back these comments after it was kind of getting blown up into this stirring up shit rivalry thing. And so when somebody asked him about it when the Canucks were going to be in LA in like the past week. 
he said the guy's an idiot that made all that happen. What I was trying to say is that they're a young team, we're an old team, and we lost the game. And it's just ridiculous for a veteran to lose that bad to any team in the league, not only a young team. That's what I meant by those comments, just standard people making it run. So he basically just like fake news the Canucks. Also, the, the Canucks are, yeah, they have some young people, but they're not like babies. This is bullshit. It's bullshit on several yeah, it's bullshit. levels. It's bullshit mostly because when you go back and you listen to the audio, you know exactly what he's saying. Like the context is clear that mm-hmm. he's saying, oh, a team like that, like a team like Vancouver, if he meant a young team like that, he would have said a young team like that. Right. Also, Canucks players were already turning that phrase into kind of a rallying cry before the Vancouver press or even the team itself was turning it into mm-hmm. something. Like, Bo Horvat says that he he heard the quote and was using it kind of as motivation for the team. And I think he was also quoted as saying that, like, you know, we see this stuff. Right. We all get on Twitter and we see it. We're aware of the reputation that mm-hmm. we have and we don't think it's fair. And of course we're going to turn it into a weapon against them it's so funny to me that like you're seeing it with drew dowdy we saw it a lot last year with like tom wilson where Mm -hmm. comments get blown up into something into into more fuel for a rivalry or fuel for drama or something and they try and turn it on the press like on the people who are covering them which is just it's so funny and i guess that's like a tradition that's basically as old as time now but then you have members of the media, like of sports media, saying we shouldn't ask hard questions like this because if we get interesting quotes from players and publish them, then guys will stop talking to us. Right. It's just like such a weird media spiral to go down to. And to me, it seems obvious if I were someone's player agent, I'd be like, okay, you're going to be super available to the media and, you know, be a normal human being Mm -hmm. and make them like you. Because then the bare minimum that Austin Matthews did to be available to the media and like they all love him right you think you would just want to lean into that but I I think you're right and I think that a lot of players would just start shutting down if the hard questions got answered and it's also I mean to a certain extent I do have sympathy for Drew Doughty because he is Mm -hmm. he's given you know his entire career to the LA Kings and to be a 29 year old in the first couple years of like this new eight-year contract like that's the rest of your career is going to be spent there as well and you're kind of you're signing yourself away to being a part of this rebuild that you might not have seen coming. Right. I wanted to talk about that actually. And I, and I think that's, that's where a lot of his frustration Mm -hmm. is coming from. So Drew Daddy signed a eight, like you said, eight year, I think 80 million uh, contract last June. So June of 2018 Mm -hmm. is actually part of why Eric Carlson's was valued so much higher. But uh, anyway, so you know he's locked in there. He they won a cup in 2015. So he and so he and Kopitar are sort of the the anchors for the team right now. The, right. Everybody else is just they're the daddies. Or there or there's like my new. I have like a, I have one player that I'm obsessed with on there. Right. Who's literally what 17 years old? No, he's 25. Like undrafted college player. I he love was a walk on. No, he literally was a walk on. Like he was, a, he, he was a tryout. Uh, uh, Sean Walker, Sean Walker, we stand Sean Walker on this podcast. Also, he's really hot. Uh, anyway, again, to his credit, he has been extremely candid about his frustration. 
about his frustration. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he literally said to Pierre Lebrun, I didn't sign up for this kind of rebuild. They didn't tell me that it was going to be like this. Right. <laughs> and for both Nobody of told them, me there'd be days like this. Oh my God, I love that song. But uh, that does suck. For all of his faults, he's an extremely talented defenseman, like Norris winning. Eh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, he's, he's, he's fine. good, Audrey. He's fine. He's good. I can understand his frustration with management not telling him the extent to which they would be rebuilding. The Kings had this situ- like this long situation where they were just dragging all these huge contracts with them for these like mm-hmm. old dudes, and so their pension funds, right? Exactly, <laughs> and so yeah, you couldn't have seen that coming. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me. I think. <laughs> as somebody who works in media, to mm-hmm. see people who work in sports media take this as saying, oh, I should take a step back and not do my job. Right. It's, it's I un- weird I, that And I the understand impulse. the importance of cultivating relationships with people mm-hmm. like that. But also, I think in some cases, with players who may be in situations similar to Dowdy's, you have to go in being completely aware that they're setting you up to fail in a way. Like they, they want you to come away feeling frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's it, again, it's just like a weird spiral down that like you don't really see in other sports. It's not like an option to not talk to the media if you're a basketball player. Like it's just part of it. But for some reason in hockey, it's like you get away with it. I think players are so encouraged to to not have loud personalities too like Mm -hmm. it's definitely a cultural thing where your team identity is everything and you you standing out by what you say instead of what you do is not encouraged it's very nordic of them i know that's so boring i want them that sucks i want them to be brats i want them to be brats like the the kachucks that's why that's why i like them a kachuk on every team oh my god that's the dream But what's next for the Kings? They're talking about trading Tyler to uh, To Foley. There we go. They're going to probably yeet him. I mean, he's he's another one of the guys who was on the the team that won the cup, and he's he's good. Yeah. God, he was a baby when they won the cup. I know, but I think he scored one of the game-winning goals or something. It was a big deal. He's one of Eva's favorite guys. Shout out Eva, friend of the pod. Good friend of the pod. He's a cutie. Like he's got real he's got real curly hair. I don't know. Uh oh, can we talk about this text that we got? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so speaking of Drew Dowdy and also the Kachucks, as we constantly are, we uh got a text about it. Hey bunnies, first time texter here. What are your thoughts on Drew Dowdy's mother <laughs> scolding him about his rivalry with Matthew Kachuk? And then she linked to the article and Audrey, his mom dead ass is like Stop it. You're being embarrassing. She's right. I mean, <laughs> he is being embarrassing. She is right. Matthew Kachuk is t- like 21 years old. Mm. And it's just so embarrassing for him to have this feud going for like two years. It's also maybe this is why he's upset is because his mom is telling him to stay away from the media. So he's trying to yeah. make Mama Dowdy feel better. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, you're a grown man. No sympathy. I don't know. I don't want this. I don't want the rivalry to ever stop because Matthew Kachuk is just such an important. And there's still to me. in this sport, there is a lack of good, healthy, bad blood rivalries. Yes, like they tried so hard to make this happen unorganically with Sidney Crosby mm-hmm. and Alex Ovechkin like eight years ago. <laughs> 
And they're like, I don't just care. I don't, I don't want to do this. But it just goes to show that you cannot inorganically create something like this. No. What needs to happen is a unmovable object, like an unmovable dumbass, uh-huh. needs to beat the unstoppable dumbass. <laughs> and they have to collide. Right, exactly. And that's the formula. And that is definitely what has happened here. It's beautiful. It's, it's wonderful to behold. Do you want to take some more calls? Would you like me to read this text first? I would love you to read me a text, madame. Hi, bunnies. Collison here, a tired abs fan in Oakland. Quick question, because I try to read the entire internet every day at work. I've recently become aware of Visco girls. So what team is the NHL's most Visco squad? Thanks much and go abs go. That's right. Should we say the uh, team at the same time? I need to think about mine a little bit more. Actually, do you think about, I mean, just do you really need to think that hard about it? I've been giving it a lot of thought. So Visco Girls, the main platform that this all this is all based on is Instagram, right? No, it's Visco. Well, yeah, but Visco is a photo sharing app and it's all the same. Okay, yeah. Semantics, sorry. <laughs> right. So I've been trying to think about the team that's most obsessed with like aesthetics. And I... Th- okay, well, I'm just going to... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You say yours. I have mine. I'm just going to say mine because you're just, you're just fucking around. It's... Toronto. Oh my Maple god, Leafs. no way, that's what I was gonna say. I know, because it's right. It's just the right it's answer. Just the right answer. Oh my god, thank god. I was worried my instincts were wrong. I know, that's why I was just like, Audrey, you know this. Spit it out. You already know it. You know it in your heart. Like it's there. Of course. Oh, yes. Whenever I think Visco Girl, I automatically think Mitch Marner. William Nylander. <laughs> <laughs> or Mitch Marner or Austin. Yeah, I think of all of them. Not only because they're addicted to posting, but right. just because of, like, the general fashion. Mm-hmm. They want to be really trendy. Also, like, Toronto's a very trendy city. There's lots of media attention on them. They kind of have to be basic bitches of the NHL. They do. I'm looking at my notes that I wrote for this, and it was just, honestly, maybe just the entire Leaf squad. Yeah. <laughs> because I did it by, like, individual players. So I have some runner-ups okay, go ahead. for mo- most, like, Visco players. Rupe. Oh God, I love him. I if I was ever transformed into a man, <laughs> I would want to be Rupe Hints because every single outfit that he wears that he documents on Instagram, I want to own. <laughs> he is the goth prince of my aesthetic dreams. He looks so good. I highly recommend following him on Instagram. He posts a lot and he posts fits all the time. They're really good. And someone who has uh, recently become a Visco girl, and I do love to see it, is uh, Burakovsky. Yes, Andre Burakovsky is living his new dream Visco girl life in Colorado. Colorado was kind of my runner up here because yeah, Colin Wilson, who is kind of a more obscure, he's not like a superstar in the league, but he's extremely Visco girl if you guys follow him on Instagram. He has great tattoos. His girlfriend is very, like, She's so 21st cool. century hippie, kind of got the anthropology aesthetic going on. That was a really good I one. wish I was a Visco girl. If I was still in high school, I would be a Visco girl, unfortunately. You can still be one now. You can be the Visco girl of media. <laughs> I could be the Visco girl of law. Hey, bunnies. It's Beth from Chicago. I think I'm officially a long time, long time now. And I'm calling because I called, I think, last week or the week before. And in the course of that call, I remember I kind of was talking shit about Connor Carrick's Instagram presence. And I reflected upon that, and I was wondering if I was being unfair. 
And I decided, no, I'm sticking with it. He is insufferable. But it did make me think about one of my all-time favorite Instagram presences that I wanted to make sure you guys were aware of, which is Vladimir Tarasenko. He has some incredible young hot dad content. And I never really, like, cared much about him previously, like a lot of people before they won the cup. But I never even thought he was, like, very attractive especially. But then I started following him on Instagram and he's got the three cutest little kids. He's got that teeny, teeny baby that was just born and was in the cup. But most importantly, the true stars are his two older kids. I think the oldest son, I think, is uh, the son of his wife from a previous marriage, which is only important because his middle kid looks just like him, and then the two oldest kids are, like, really, really close. This is very convoluted, but to paint you a picture, today's Instagram story content just showcases how these two older boys are just obsessed with each other. The little toddler, he's like three now, is learning to skate, and he's like toddling towards the ice, on the ice, towards the glass, and then he like slams in the glass at the end, and the older brother is his little face like pressed up against the glass and is like rooting for him and is watching him, and it's just like filled with content like that of the older brother just like doting on the middle brother, and I guess like I just pined for it when I was little. I mean, my brother were not close like that, although we were fine now, but... I guess I always felt very uh, bittersweet for little kids that obviously are super, super close friends as young siblings. Anyway, just wanted to make sure you guys were following uh, Vladimir. And I guess the question is, what are some other hot hockey dad Instagram or social media accounts that people should follow? All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, yes, his kids are very cute. There was a really great ESPN deep dive basically into his life, Mm -hmm. uh, and it talks about his relationship with his uh, wife's kid, who he's he's adopted as his own son. So it's his wife's son from a previous marriage. Yes. It's really, really cute. They also have an ice rink underneath their house, which is pretty sick. Wait, you don't have an ice rink underneath your house? I mean, that's weird. It's kind of weird. (laughs) I've never been ice skating. I'm I'm afraid of the ice. (laughs) So this is a great question to ask us because Audrey and I are constantly sending each other pictures of people's children, mm-hmm. of hockey players' children saying, oh, this is us. This is us. And I just did not think about how weird that was until now. Hot dads to follow on Instagram. TJ Oshi. Bam. Well, Christina would say TJ Oshi if you asked literally any question about any hockey player. <laughs> but I am right. Um, I also have Ovi because his baby's big. Oh, that's a big boy. Every time I see a picture of Alex Ovechkin's child, I'm like, oh, I don't He's know how that large. came out of his wife. The baby's too, my brain too goes big. Too big. <laughs> too big. Too big. He's really cute and like perfectly anatomically fine. He's just, He's just like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yes. He's, 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 he's very so big. big. Uh, Brock Besser is not a father. Yeah, dogs don't count. No, no, no. He's always taking pictures of his nephew. Oh, yeah. He, he is a cute kid. I'm baby. Um, And if you want a weird dad to follow, Brent Burns is constantly posting, like, strange And his kids are his funny. His kids are really funny. So he lives up on a ranch. He's I guess, a gigantic ranch. Yeah. He's always doing, like, weird workouts with his family. And there's snakes involved. And I'm like, this is basically the hockey version of Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Chris Letang, obviously, beautiful man. Oh, yes. Gorgeous kids, is addicted to posting glamour shots of him and his kids and his beautiful wife. So speaking of the Red Wings, full circle, underrated hot dad in the NHL is Mike Green. Played for the Caps. Oh, he's so hot. Plays for the Red Wings now. So hot. 
adorable kids. His wife, I think, is pregnant right now. His wife is so she's cool. She's also so hot. And she's like a professional photographer. So they are just pumping out the content on both their accounts. So if you're into cute kids and if you're into cool couples, that's a good one. All right. So another text we got was uh, someone was tweeting last night about Evander Kane agitating Chara, but not going so far as to fight him. And the person tweeting thought that was strange, which made me think that this is Brad Marchand's M.O. And he basically never fights, thus never giving the satisfaction to those he's aggravating, Mm -hmm. which makes me think that Brad Marchand is the hockey player personification of edging. (laughs) And one of those ruined orgasm videos, send tweet. Do not send tweet. Do not send tweet. Do not send. (laughs) Save and Saving drafts. Ruined orgasm oh. videos? Is that like is that like one of the I think that's a weird thing. Games? No, I think that's like a kink. Oh. I would never I if I had an orgasm, I would not ruin it. <laughs> I would simply not ruin it. If I have ever had an orgasm, then I would simply let it happen. <laughs> this is such a cursed concept. This is the text that I was, whenever I was preparing for the show, because I do that, I saw and then tweeted, like, everyone who sends in text is actually funnier than we are. Yes. This is absurd. I would love to see Zidane Chara uh, beat Evander Kane's ass. Does fighting belong in hockey? Maybe not. But regardless of context, I would like to see it. He doesn't have to fight him in the rink. Just Anywhere. On the street. Hey bunnies, this is Catherine from Detroit, loving season two so far. Um, my partner and I went to a wedding a few weeks ago and uh, they said that uh, the girl had been the guy's puck bunny in high school. Um, and this was, let's be clear, this was before y'all uh, struck a blow for feminism by reclaiming the term. So... They thought this was, like, a cool and normal thing to call themselves. Uh, The puck bunnies were apparently supposed to come to the guys' games and buy them gifts, uh, and in return, they could wear their sweatshirts. And, yes, again, I must reiterate, they were called puck bunnies. I just wanted some confirmation that, yeah, this is weird for teenagers to be calling themselves. Um, Anyway, uh, loving the show. Bye. So, Catherine, I don't know how you've gone through your whole life and never experienced this culture. Yeah, this is just high school. This is high specifically school. Specifically in the South. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess they probably do the same thing up north, but like she said. For hockey, because it's hockey. big. Where I grew up, I basically grew up in the cinematic universe of Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Mm-hmm. So for every sport... Every varsity sport, there was, like, a girl component where you would, like, do stuff for, for the, the boys. boys. Normal gender role stuff, you know. For the, for the boys. There were the, there were the Panthers sweethearts, which were their football team's puck bunnies. And they would, like, bake them cakes and stuff and, like, put them in their locker and, like, break their locker before game days. There were the Diamond Dolls who did the same thing for the baseball team. And then this one's going to sound really bad. And if anyone is from Lufkin who's listening to this podcast, I'm really sorry that I'm blowing up her spot like this. But then there was the LHS soccer senoritas. Oh, no. Because the soccer team was mostly Hispanic. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah. I know. That's I'm really sorry. bad. At my high school, the big thing was on Fridays, 
you know, when there were football games, the players would all have to wear suits to school. Like they would have to dress really nice and the cheerleaders would wear their uniforms. But a football player would give a cheerleader their jersey to wear (gasps) over their uniforms. So the big thing was which player you got to like wear their number all day. Oh my god. Huge status thing. What did they do for the flag girls like you? Did you get to wear someone's drumsticks? No, we also had to dress up. (laughs) We also had to dress up. I forget if we had to do it for every game day or for just like days before we had competitions. But it was really embarrassing because I never ever wanted to wear dresses to school. And then I had to wear dresses to school. I I was in like Pomp Squad Mm -hmm. in high school and we had to wear dresses on the first day of school and then every Thursday we had to wear jeans and our like Panther Pride shirt and then every Friday we had to wear a dead ass windsuit all matching with like monograms. That sounds great. I wish I had worn more windsuits in high school. It was awesome. I walked so loud. (laughs) And we all looked so cool. I wish I still had Christina Drill Team ASMR. There is an idea. There's some Patreon money that'll pay for your therapy. (laughs) But that is kind of wild. My high school did not have a hockey team, obviously. And my college did not have (laughs) a hockey team. A whole new world dot (laughs) mp3. But we're happy to lead the charge in turning this phrase that we didn't really know went that deep. (laughs) We just thought it was funny. Like, again, I I cannot emphasize how little thought went into naming this show. Literally, we were both talking like, oh, my God, it'd be so funny if we had a podcast. And we named it Puck Buddies. And you were like, oh, my God, that's so funny. And here we are. I didn't know it was like a real ass thing. Uh, And that's why we will never gain a uh, major market sponsor. That's correct. Is this the end of the road for us? Yeah, this is it. If you guys would like to call in with any questions or suggestions for next week's episode, you can hit our line at 774-318-6952. How do you remember that? Um, I just read it off the Google Doc in front of me is how I remembered that. Oh. And please remember to rate and review us on iTunes, guys. Please. If you provide me with proof that you rated and or reviewed us on the podcast platform of your choice. I will... I'm very excited to hear what comes next because this is going to influence if I do it. A polite handshake the next time we see each other in person. That's not, that's not going to be good enough for me. Um, if you rate and review us, you have to rate and review. You can't rate or review. If you rate and review us on uh, iTunes, I will... Audrey cuts off the audio here. <laughs> no, but seriously, that that really helps us for some. I think it helps the algorithm. I don't yeah. know. Who's to say? Uh, it's also nice. And when I'm sad, I look at that's them. true. That is <laughs> so. true. It is free therapy for us. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at puckbunnies underscore pod or on Instagram at puckbunnies pod. You can also donate to us directly on Patreon uh, if you would like to do that and continue helping Audrey with stuff. Just in general. Uh, yeah, just life, you know. You can go to patreon.com slash puckbunnies uh, pod. No, just puckbunnies. <laughs> just right now. I was like, you hear the hesitation uh, of my voice? I don't know. It's just fucking, if you Google puckbunnies podcast, it comes I'm up. Audrey. I'm Christina. And this has been puckbunnies. We will see you guys next week. See you later, alligator. Bye. Sorry I said that. Uh, Sorry you said what? See you later, alligator. Silly sandbox. Stupid scarecrow. Jack lantern, chupacabra. Sick menorah, candelabra.
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.